0: good morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the world welcome to dbn news for 2 2019 this is my daily news that even plants crave i'm anthony and i'll be your host today with that being said let's jump into this freaking news first is from chip tooth gaming and created by noah friskop and eli shah Chiptooth Gaming debut new podcast, Old Games Old. A new podcast challenger has appeared over at YouTube made by the wonderful people at Chiptooth Gaming. CTG has debuted their brand new podcast called Old Games Old. Old Games Old is a bi weekly retrospective podcast where they take a deep dive into the past and uncover some of their favorite gaming gems to see whether or not they stand the test of time. Check it out now on YouTube by searching Chiptooth Gaming and choosing this sweet and saucy vidcast. I've already watched it. It is amazing. Please go over there. Give them all your support. Subscribe to their YouTube. Like all their stuff. Comment on it. I love them. They're amazing. Go support them. Second is from IGN and written by the amazing Colin Stevens. PlayStation exec explains why Sony is skipping E3. Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden recently discussed why Sony is skipping E3 this year and how the company is focusing on fewer but bigger games. In an interview with CNET, Layden spoke about Sony's early involvement in E3 and how in the 90s the show served both retailers and journalists. He feels these focuses have ultimately changed and can now be served better elsewhere. Now we have an event in February called Destination PlayStation where we bring all retailers and third-party partners to come hear the story for the year, said Layden, They're making purchasing discussions in February. June now is just too late to have a Christmas holiday discussion with retailers. So retail has really dropped off and journalists now with the internet and the fact that 24 seven, there is games news. It's lost its impact around that said Layden. So the trade show became a trade show without a lot of trade activity. The world has changed, but E3 hasn't necessarily changed with it. And with our decision to do fewer games, bigger games over longer periods of time, we got to a point where June of 2019 was not a time for us to have a new theme to say. And we feel like if we ring the bell and people show up here in force, people have expectations. Oh, they're going to tell us uh, something. Layden ultimately spoke about how E3 might need to change into something more akin to a fan-centric show like Comic-Con, saying, We are progressing the conversation about how do we transform E3 to be more relevant? Can E3 transition more into a fan festival of gaming where we don't gather there to drop the new bomb? Can't it just be a celebration of games and have panels where we bring game developers closer to fans? Layden also discussed how Sony's current developers are focusing on fewer but bigger projects. I think we've done a lot over the last three or four years to get us to a place right now where we're building fewer games per year than ever before. But we're spending more time, more energy, certainly more money on making them, said Layden. So we're striking on all the beats that we want to, and we're getting both critical and commercial acclaim. In conjunction with its current studios, Layden spoke of how Sony looks at acquiring new potential studios. Let's see now that we might add to our arsenal. I've looked at some opportunities in the past. It's an opportunity to look for the ones that are the best cultural fit. We're always exploring opportunities. If we found a partner or a team or a game that we felt was particularly meaningful and interesting in a service area, we will look to bring that in. We're always open to that kind of experience. Layden also discussed how Sony isn't chasing the Battle Royale trend, saying, I don't want to get into Me Too. I think the world's got the Battle Royale it needs right now. Last year, Sony announced it would be skipping E3 2019 and would instead be exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019. Sean Layden, really breaking it down for why Sony is not going to be at E3. Really awesome. Really just like a behind the scenes look at it. So cool. Thanks, Sean. And thanks, so. Next up, it's an ad roll for Anchor. Enjoy. Do it. Live it. Love it. I don't know what any of that means, but enjoy this ad. Third is from IGN and written by the wonderful Adam Bankhurst. Activision Blizzard reportedly planning massive layoffs. Activision Blizzard is reportedly planning on announcing job cuts that could number in the hundreds, following slowing sales for the company responsible for such titles as Call of Duty and Overwatch. As reported by Bloomberg, the announcement of these layoffs could arrive as early as Tuesday and are part of a restructuring aimed at centralizing functions and boosting profit. What a mouthful that was. Activision Blizzard's shares dropped around 2.5% on Friday and is furthering the story that, that was acknowledged on a November conference call that some key titles such as Overwatch and Hearthstone were seeing flat or declining numbers of users. Additionally, after Destiny 2, Forsaken didn't perform as well as the company wanted. It split with developer Bungie and the Destiny IP, which could reduce annual revenue by as much as $400 million. Kotaku's Jason Schreier has also reported that these layoffs are expected to be primarily in non-game development departments, such as publishing, marketing, and sales. Schreier also comments that these layoffs may mostly occur within Blizzard, shifting some of the roles to Activision proper, further reducing Blizzard's autonomy. Even though Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was one of the best-selling games in 2018, last year also brought some controversial news, including the announcement and reaction of the mobile title Diablo Immortal and the departure of some top-level executives. Activision Blizzard is hardly the only company dealing with certain troubles, as EA recently had a tough financial quarter of its own and is hoping Apex Legends and Anthem will help in the future. Man, remember when Blizzard was on top? Whew, those were good days. Last is from GameSpot and written by Eddie McCooch. Paladins dev talks benefits of crossplay, calls on Sony to stop playing favorites. One of the most buzz about topics in games in recent years has been and continues to be crossplay. Now, one prominent developer has spoken up to talk about the benefits of allowing players on competing systems to play together. Stu Chisholm, the CEO of Smite and Paladins developer Hi rez outlined some of the benefits of crossplay in a post on Twitter. For Paladins, which supports crossplay between Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, Chisholm said overall match quality is improved thanks to crossplay. Wait times for matches is down 30%, while the quality of matches is better because the level spread is down 40%. In all, Hi-Rez is reportedly seeing an 80% reduction in what it calls bad matches. Anyone who has played a ranked multiplayer game knows how frustrating it can be when you're matched with players who have a much higher skill level. So it's good to see the statistics seemingly indicate that crossplay helps improve things. Whether or not other games see these results remains to be seen. Chisholm is an outspoken proponent for tearing down the walls between consoles to allow for wider adoption of crossplay. Just recently, Chisholm said on Twitter that he wants PlayStation to stop playing favorites and allow crossplay slash cross progression for everyone. He added that Smite, Paladins, and the battle royale game Realm Royale are ready to go for crossplay on PS4. So the developer is just waiting for Sony to give the go-ahead. Microsoft has supported crossplay for a while already between select games such as Paladins, Rocket League, and Fortnite. But it took Sony a while longer to allow crossplay with PS4, only just recently allowing it for Fortnite and later Rocket League. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, four ninety nine, or 9 dollars per month. We've got wonderful perks for those of you who support the podcast at our Discord, so please support the podcast. Next, find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at podcast, or if you'd like to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community, check out that link in our Twitter bio. Until next time, my name is Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.